professional disorganisation presents the Disorbcast. There was a shop with a blue traditional shop front, windows on either side of a recessed door showing the latest deals on offer in bright fluorescent stars with prices scrawled on them in thick black marker. This shop is like it was caught in a time warp. It was in the modern day, but it felt like it should have been 30 years before. On one side of the door there was a glass-topped freezer with ceramic dog bowls on shelves above it, pegs housing an array of dog coats so tightly packed they were almost exploding off the wall. Often the coats would be dislodged by anyone not carefully opening the freezer and they would land on bags of cat litter below. To the one side of the door was the counter where the till lived. The inside of the shop was narrow and had two aisles, shelves bulging with as much stock as they could hold. Even under the shelves was used. Packs of sawdust, hay and straw protruded onto the chessboard of black and blue rubber floor tiles. Dog and cat food lined the left aisle, opposite on the central aisle. Small animal food, hamster bedding, hamster toys, an array of small animal cages. There was no space wasted in this shop. Even the ceiling was used. It was covered in bird cages. The ceiling, nicotine yellow. The walls that had once been light blue had turned green. At the far end of the left aisle, along the back wall, was a large wooden blue painted unit. And up high, in outreach of dogs, were chews. In reach of the dogs, however, there was a myriad of squeaky toys, rope chews and the like. To the left, there was a couple of steps up to a higher level at the back of the shop. We'll go there in a minute. Next to the steps was the way up. A small counter that faced the wall with shelves full of plastic bags. The counter housed a traditional set of scales and a traditional set of weights. One ounce, four ounce, half a pound and so on. Underneath the counter, large open bags of like bird food peanuts, etc. that would be weighed out into smaller bags. Next to this was a scabby mustard-coloured metal unit which housed about 15 different bins of other seeds, dog food and the shop's own mix of small animal and bird foods. Along the top of these bins were sweet shop jars filled with more expensive seeds. The rest of the aisle down to the till had bird food and toys on it. The shelves opposite were full of fish food and accessories. The steps at the back took you up to what was known as the animal section. To the left, a large cage at ground level that would often house puppies. Above it, there were some stone garden animals for sale. And above that, there was a large custom-built corner parrot cage. For years, it had housed a beautiful red macaw. The macaw was now long gone, given up by the shop's owners to breeders. Now lay empty except for when an Amazon green parrot or a large white cockatoo would come and stay while their owners were on holiday. At some point in the future, that Amazon parrot would bite my nose through the bars of the cage. I'd say, "Yowie shite! And he would go home from his holidays with a new phrase that wouldn't impress his owners. I wouldn't find this out until a year later. At the end of the puppy run were some fish tanks. These tanks were all two by one foot and the first two columns of tanks didn't actually have fish in them. They housed hamsters, gerbils, occasionally mice. Along the wall, there was another couple of tanks, this time housing goldfish, black moors and other cold water fish. A curtain of plastic strips acted as a barrier to the rear of the shop. Straight out of the 70s it was. Next to the curtain was a couple of cages. The lower one would occasionally house quails or doves. The cage above would tend to have kittens in it. And above, two rows of bird cages housing budgies, canaries, finches and cockatiels. 
Well, the cages reached the corner. There was a small counter. Along the back of the counter was some more bird cages. The counter would lift up, giving you access to the rabbits below and the guinea pigs. At the end of the counter, next to the corner of 24 tropical fish tanks, was a scabby plastic unit that was split into two sections. On one side it had a light, a manky piece of material. Something dark would swarm on the dirty, once-white material. Crickets. The other side housed some privet hedge which would occasionally move and make you realise it was actually stick insects. I started working here in the early to mid 90s. I have a few stories about here that I'm going to tell you. But for now I'm going to go because I've got a dog going at me, wanting out for a wee. You have been listening to The Disorgcast. You can subscribe via iTunes or listen via disorgcast.podbean.com. You can also visit our website, professionaldisorganisation.com.